never stop praying for your wayward children. Parents, my mother never stopped praying for me. And the power of God's grace has transformed my life. And thank God for praying mother and for principal of the high school who believed in me, see me through my journey of failure and success. And when everyone thought I was doomed, he tried with me three times when I was failing exams until I passed the start university. I'm talking about the power of God, the power of God, the power of a role mother principal and the power of Pastor Glenn Caballero, that God uses influence, the power of the Holy Spirit, uses influence. And that man, after putting me under his wings, teach me and Sister Sinclair what it is to do Bible work, to go in the field as missionary. And he gave me the first opportunity to share on a divine service, along with Elder McClure, those persons who helped to train me in the message I will never forget. That day until now, to God be the glory, it has been history. And now the Lord has blessed me to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in almost 12 countries. And I've seen almost 400 souls have accepted Jesus Christ. This is the power of God, power of God, Sir Marla, the power of God. Thanks for tuning into Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. As promised, I bring you the continuation of our interview with Pastor Billy Miranda, an author and international evangelist. He is also the president of Jesus is the Way Pro Ministry and a ministerial theological student at Oakwood University. Pastor Miranda, welcome once more. Greetings, my dear brother. At the end of last week's episode, Pastor Miranda was telling us about the miraculous transformation God worked in his life. And so, without further ado, let's continue from there. There are two points I really have to reference. So, one, you spoke about being a part of that demonic ritual where four times per week you had to attend. And you also speak about being wayward, persons giving up on you, the community other members of your family, but your mother persisted in a certain activity. So as you'd ask, you know, what does a mother do when she's praying? And there seems to be no change. There's a four-letter verb, which is pray, or I could say a six-letter noun, prayer. So she continued in prayer. It's long-winded, but my point is people are asked to come to church to spend a day with Christ. And many think it's hard. Sometimes we have nightly meetings, whether it's midweek or Sunday evening or Friday evening, people find it hard. But you attended a ritual four days per week. So I want you to comment on that commitment for you to have attended those rituals, then coming home to the point of persisting in praying. All right, thank you very much. So you see, there's a commitment in evil in the gang world. And uh, those commitments comes with the whole aspect of being a part of the gang. And so at the same time, 
because of the condition of the gang I was a part of. It was required of us to attend the rituals. And so for you to be a gangster and maintain that status in being a gangster, you must consistently attend the ritual. And there's no way around it. And so it shows that even in the gang world, there's commitment of discipline. And we don't complain because this is what we do. We love it, but also for some who don't love it, it's a part of how to stay alive. And so we commit to it regardless of our feelings, even though most of us love it because it tends to say, well, by doing so, we'll stay longer alive by involving those rituals which are deception from the devil, but there was significant commitment in that era. And I think it shows now that, you know, uh, Christians sometimes are afraid of so many spiritual meetings or going so many times sometimes. I wonder, oh my world, we're having too much service. Well, in the gang world, we have to attend not only rituals, but involving dangerous activities that risk our lives every moment of the day. And we do it consistently every week, sometimes with no remorse in most cases. And so it's a lesson for all Christians. The persistency of my mother's prayer is very significant. And why I say so? Because, I mean, imagine you have a mom. My mother was praying for night and day. And when she was praying for me, there was no visible change for her. And at the time, I was so deep involved in evil. I never sensed that her prayer was working. But God began to move in ways that I would never expect. And what he did, he used a mentor to speak to me first to start reading the Bible and pray. And God began to work because I'm learning the wisdom from the Bible. I'm sharing to my gangster friends, which is very interesting. And then God began to allow series of events to happen to me. My friends were dying. Police almost killed me on several occasions. And those events where I've seen death up front close and see what the power of God done. And one of the time, my mother almost lost her life because of me. She was in a house where I was at the police was about to kill me. She came on the scene and was end up being a part of the house. And the police actually took out the gun, everything to kill me. My mother prayed, she prayed, she prayed, and the police had to pull out the gun. And these were the, the death squad at the time existed within the police force who used to go after criminals. They came killing my friends outside the house, and they could not kill me, not because they couldn't, but the power of God and the mother praying inside that house. And so the persistency of prayer is very important to every single mother. It doesn't matter how wayward your son is, or wayward your daughter is, or wayward your grandchildren is. There's power in prayer. And in my case, personally, there's power in a mother's prayer. And my mother said to me a couple of years ago, the last prayer she prayed to God on my behalf, she said, God, the day you save my son is the day I'm going to serve you. When mothers pray covenant prayers with God, holding God, saying, Lord, I'm holding accountable to your word, but I'm going to be faithful to mine by following through. God blesses those process. There's power in covenant prayers. And she prayed and prayed. And then I tell you something. Look at the miracle of God in my life. Transform me. Bring me from that life to the life I'm living now after being transformed, preaching and teaching, the power of God is real to a mother's prayer. Amen. The transforming effect of a mother's prayer. You are an author. I did establish at the beginning of the program and also an international evangelist. In addition to that, you have your own prayer ministry. 
you're a student. I just want to tell the listeners a little bit about the title of the book and also where they could source with your permission, of course. So the title of his book is A Journey to be Remembered, The Billy Miranda Story from a Life of Violence to a Life of Grace. Now, this book is available not only in paperback format, but it's also available in Kindle digital format. It's available on Amazon. And for those who are in Japan, it's available on Amazon.jp. So what's the inspiration? I know it's your, your testimony, but what's the inspiration behind this book? And after you've answered that question, I want you to just tell us a little bit about your role as president of Jesus is the Way for a minister. Just so first, a little about the inspiration behind the book, and then a little about your ministry being president of Jesus is the Way for a ministry. Thank you very much. So as it relates to the book, you know, I've always been inspired that one day I'll write a book on my story because I said there are some places I will not get to go in my lifetime. And the professor at my school, Dr. Finbar Benjamin, he challenged me one semester regarding my book and how he could integrate the book with a, a specific um, assignment I had to do in the course. He said, if you write your book, you could use your book because when he listened to bits and pieces of my story, he was so amazed. So he said, you know, this should be written. I said, sir, it's going to take a lot of time to write the book during the semester. He said, well, your book could be used as a tool for workshop. Here's what happened. I'm going to integrate that book along with assignments you have to do. And I'll grade it. And this I said, Lord, thank you for giving me the opportunity. When the Lord worked it out, oh, my world, my wife and I, we went into prayer. You know, we went into serious prayer. And then we begin to, to start to analyze. And I begin to give her how I want the book, the title of the book, the name of the book. And, you know, she is, as I write something, she's the one who always go over, review my work, everything I've done. And we begin to start the process until we got in touch with the editor, Sister Con- um, Conwell um, in Huntsville, Alabama, from someone I contacted at North America Division. And she worked very well with us. And we, we started the process. It took us several months to finish. And when I wrote that book, I went back to all my teachers from kindergartens. I went and researched like all the experience. And I went back into memory. And I said, Lord, inspired me. And I wrote every chapter we, every single chapter we wrote, we prayed over it. My wife and I, we prayed step by step. And she was 100% standing, supporting me as I began to put together my experience. So what I would do, I would write it, and then I send it over to her to review my writings. And she would say, okay, what do you mean here? So my wife was my, was my editor first before we hired anyone. And we worked together. And then that book, when it came out and was published officially, Back in 2018, oh my world, I never knew the impact it was going to have until we began to sell it at churches where I would go to preach. Um, so I would preach divine hour in the evening, give my experience when sunset, my wife again, and my daughter, you know, she was young at the time. My wife would be the one who put the book, you know, the books out and will canvas. And when we start to get the reviews, people who have never known me, who are not even Christians, begin to read the books. People coming to Jesus Christ, accepting him. Some begin to reach out to, for me to come to their churches. And then when I begin to see the impact it has across the world, in Europe, Africa, North America, the Caribbean, people from all walks of life and profession, this is when I knew 
that God not only inspired me, but he used that professor to challenge me on what I was inspired to do at Oakwood University. And this is how the book came that has been touching lives. I know praying is important to you, not just because of your, your mom's experience. But when I met you first, a few years ago, I was a part of a group you had online where we would meet, I think it was 5 a.m. to join in praying. So you continued that throughout your undergraduate years at Northern Caribbean University. And today you are president of Jesus is the Way Prayer Ministry. So could you just tell us a little about that ministry? Maybe the impact on your life, what it is about, maybe how often do you pray, when do you pray, that kind of thing. Okay, thank you very much. So Jesus is Way Prayer Ministry. It was founded after I finished did a campaign at Hellshire Seventh Adventist Church. The lady I was staying with, Sister Sybil, she was a widow, but I remember she was not married. And I remember, you know, she was like, could be my grandma. And I was staying there. And after the program finished, she had a lot of senior friends who were people married for 30, 40 years. And they would love me. And so they would stay. You could stay a little longer when the program was finished. And so I was staying there. And then one night, at the time I was using one of those old-time phones that was not those relevant phones. And she had a new phone she got from, I think it was from Canada or America. And then she said to me, you know, this is a very nice phone you could use when you're here. And so I would use the phone to, to play music and stuff. And one night I said, you know what? I'm home. I'm going to try it and see if this will work. So I called one of the ladies who normally by her house and she picked up. So I see where it says you could merge a call. So I have another call. And so I did that until I recognized we could add five people. And then I said, let's start to pray. At that time, we had no set structure. We prayed at night for like 30, 45 minutes. It was a powerful experience. And then I said, you know what? Let's do it tomorrow night again. So I began to engage folks. It was nightly. Then I began to put it in the morning. And then the Lord gave me the vision how to put structure on these prayer focuses. So we're praying for health, you know, praying for finance, whatever it is we're praying for. We put those specific, when it was structured, God himself told me how to do it because I was still pretty much two and a half years in the church. But then as I began to go to other churches, I would promote the prime ministry. That's how you get to be a part. And I would call people and begin to expand the prime ministry, 10, 20, 30, 40. Everywhere I go, I preach, I promote. And then in 2013, I said, I sat and I said, you know what? I said to the conference, I would like to get this prime ministry organized. And the president said, well, we support the prime ministry that you're doing. And we were going in the communities and performing initiatives, you know, going communities and pray from house to house. We'll do those things in Mandeville, in St. Catherine. We'll target areas. So then we decided that we're going to put together the constitution and bylaws. And then Dr. Mullins at the time, along with Sister Pennant at the Freetown Seventh Adventist Church, we sat down together, along with other members of the prime ministry, Brother Bramwell and stuff. She was a person, was a teacher. She's still a teacher. And then we sat down together in Spanish town for hours to form a constitution and bylaws and the whole aspect of officers. So the prime minister was officially established. And then we begin to have officers and begin to launch greater and greater in other parts of the world. And so the prime minister continues. Before I started NCU, which is Northern Cabin University, a seven-day school in Jamaica, and right through my time there before I depart, um, to come. And when I reach over here, the prime minister continues as well. And now through the pandemic, we go on Zoom. But God has inspired. We pray for everything. We pray for conversion. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to take over 
for sickness, and we have seen miracles happen. We have seen people's lives change. And so the Prime Minister has been a very powerful, powerful tool along my journey that helps me. And then starting NCU, my Prime Minister was praying always that God would provide me a wife. They prayed for years, all right? So the Prime Minister was instrumental. You have me cracking up there. You know, nowadays we use the term digital evangelist, digital evangelism. And I know when you started, maybe that term was not around or you weren't thinking, but that's exactly what you have been doing. And, you know, I would also give you an opportunity just to say maybe one or two points about the whole idea of digital evangelism. Because, you know, many times we think about our cell phones, we, we think about the internet, we see only negative uses. And I know you're not the person in charge of digital evangelism, but it just entered my mind, you know, just to say something for persons who may be naysayers when we think about using the, the different technological tools, that it is something that has power. That's a very good question. Technology is extremely powerful uh, because with technology, um, especially with uh, phones, cell phones, you can call folks, you can pray with them, you can teach them, you can provide counseling virtually, in person. You can do a whole host of things. You know what? Even though digital evangelism um, a lot of times involves, you know, gadgets and stuff like that and devices. But think about also a book that you can write. It's available online, right? And you can get also the Kindle version of, of books. So you can stay right here with your phone because I have, I have Kindle on my phone. So I could download a book and read a book and I could share stuff, copy stuff from it and share the encouragement. We can use technology, and especially in our 21st century, and the young people's minds, most of them, rather than be online, listening, than actually physical. And some will also be in their cars, and they will drive miles and turn on their radios. So they'll listen to their radios, they'll watch a program while they're driving. Even the Bible, now have audio version. That is this on your phone and the gadget. So you could be driving your car, listen to the Bible, or other Christian inspirational book. And sermons, and same way as an interview right now in Japan, folks are able to listen to this testimony right now as you're moving around across Japan, Tokyo City, and, and also you're able to stay wherever you are in North America, Europe, Africa, and listen right now on this live audience right now um, on the radio, Adventist World Radio, listen to Upward Way of God's power. So technology and digital evangelism is so important. Very important note. Now, friends, we have listened to so much of Billy's sojourn. He's a young man, but he has had a long life, so to speak. I did say he's a student. And sometimes, you know, we don't think about different needs. He's available. He's available to share his testimony at your church. He's available for preaching sessions and so on. But I know the listeners may wonder, you know, how do we get in contact with Billy Miranda? So I'm going to give you an opportunity to share some of the different ways persons can get in contact with you. And at the end of that, I will also re-echo what you have said so that persons know that you're not promoting yourself. You know, persons may want to donate to your ministry, things like that. So I'll give you an opportunity to share ways they can get in touch with you. And then I will add my bit after you have done so. Okay, thank you very much. So folks can reach me two ways. One, those who are in, right here in Japan, and those who are in other parts, um, Asia, North America, in the Caribbean, you can reach me on an app called WhatsApp. Um, I'll provide you my number now. 
this number can also be reached straight. So you could dial this number straight wherever you are in the world, depending on what era code you use to call. My number begins with my era code, 12568430779. So that's 12568430779. So you can either WhatsApp me, call, voice note, wherever you are in the world. And then you can also reach me via email. And my personal email address is billymiranda at gmail.com, which is B as in boy, I-L-L-Y-M-I-R-A-N-D-E-R, billymiranda at gmail.com, low case. So you can email me or you can reach me via cell phone call or text. And for those who are on social media, uh, you can find me on Facebook. And that's Billy Miranda, B-I-L-L-Y, M-I-R-A-N-D-E-R, and you will find me on Facebook. But the best way, email and my cell number, you can reach out to me um, to get in touch with me, um, whichever appointment you desire, to preach, to share my testimony, or to support our ministry and our studies in school. Thank you very much. Amen. And just to re-echo what was already established, so you can make contact with Billy via email. And that is all lowercase, B-I-L-L-Y-M-I-R-A-N-D-E-R at gmail.com. That's Miranda at gmail.com. And he has provided his business telephone number. It's an American number. So you put 1-256-843-0079. And of course, if you use WhatsApp, then it's even easier for you. You don't have to make a direct call. But if you want to make a direct call, then you have options such as Skype that makes it less expensive for you to make contact. As he has already said, he's also available on Facebook for contact as well. I must say that he has a very powerful testimony. You have heard just a snippet of what he has had to share. Billy, there are two things that you will do before I go. So the first, I know there might be a long list of persons, you know, you may want to give God thanks for that you have met in your life. I know at the top, it might be your wife, but as we always say, you know, say the best for last. So I'll give you an opportunity to share, you know, some individuals who have been impactful on your life. I'd want to give you an opportunity just to, you know, say to them personally. And of course, I know you will end off with your wife, the mother of your daughter. So you can go ahead at this time. Thank you very much for asking that. So I want to thank God for the individuals he has used in my life. Before I came into the church, until I came into the faith, there are some individuals who have paved the way, some very significant impact on my life. And I will try to, to mention the ones who stood out very impactful. I want to thank God, first of all, again, the power of my praying mother. Her name is Kayleen Oakley, lives right there in St. Catherine, Jamaica. I want to thank God for the principal of Odaba High School, Mr. Linton Weir. This man is a visionary leader. I think he's one of the best principals I've ever seen in my lifetime. And someday I believe his leadership will take him beyond the school, but his leadership will take him places beyond human understanding. Mr. Weir, I want to thank God for you and the role you play in my life, being there for me, helping me through my failures and my success. Sir, where you have never turned your back on me. And I thank God for you. I want to thank Pastor Caballero 
in Kingston, you believed in me, Pastor. You gave me the first, you gave me the first opportunity to preach on the divine hour at El Shar Seventh Adventist Church. I was so nervous. And not least, I must say, I want to thank God for the person that helps me to write the first sermon. When I was writing my first sermon, I called him and I said to him, please, this is what I've done. Tell me what you think. And we went through together. And that's Elder Dwight Brown at uh, my local church in, in Jamaica. And so he played a significant role. His mentor, he, Elder McClure, those men play some integral role in my development. And I want to thank God for them. They helped to grow me. Elder Paul, who's a deceased, is no longer here with us. But I want to thank God for Elder Heaven and his Ministry of Revelation Seminar and what that has done in my life and have helped me to grow, understand prophecy. Brother King, Sister Georgia Hamilton, who have been my church mother, Sister Cooper, McQuan Cooper, you guys have been an incredible support team. Elder Trevor McClure, you all have been there for me in my most difficult period of my life. And so without you guys, there would not have been a Billy Miranda today traveling around the world preaching. But I thank God for those individuals and those who have supported me significantly along my journey in Jamaica to the States studying. I want to thank God for Sister Desreen White, right there in Grand Cayman. Ricardo Dabrio, right there in Grand Cayman. And Elder Arthur Isaac, right there in Grand Cayman. Dennis Brady, right there in Grand Cayman. I want to thank God for you guys who have played such significant role in my life. Steve Rinker in California. Pastor David Kleinder in Maryland. Pastor Annabel Ansel. Pastor Jose, Joseph Hutchinson in Maryland. I want to say a special thanks to my aunt, Cavell Samuels, right there in Florida. I want to thank God for you, Uncle Jermaine. I want to thank God for all of you who have played that role. There are Thompson. I want to thank God. Elder Edgar from Old Arbor Seventh Adventist Church. You and those who have stood there and supported me. I want to thank God for your ministry. And I want to say that these people have helped me significantly on the journey. Andrea Bennett from the United Kingdom. Andrea Bennett, I want to say special thanks to you. Um, Sister Bennett, Auntie Harris in Toronto, Canada. My grand-aunt in Toronto, Canada. Bernard Addison Brown. I want to thank you very much, my aunt in Canada. Auntie Harris and Auntie Burnett. I want to say special thanks to a team of individuals who helped to firm as it relates to, before I get to my wife, all you individuals, Sister Dawn Morgan Pennant, I want to thank God for you. Sister Forbes, Bridget Forbes, Sister Angela Johnson, Sister Kawoon, Damien Phillips, all of you who are considered to be inner circle friends, or well, Brother Brahma who have stood there for me in supporting my journey. You guys have made a sacrifice of prayers, support, and members of the Jesus Way Prime Ministry. I want to thank God for you, Sister Williams, Sister Russell, Ella Patterson, all of you from nothing to something, all you guys praying, Sister Edwards, Elder Walters, thank you all for your special impact and support in my journey. When I thought it was over, but you guys played a very significant role in my life. Mr. Jeffrey Douglas, who's not at Old Arbor High School, Basil Jackson, I want to thank you all. And I must say to my siblings and relatives, 
to my favorite sister, Shantan Miranda. Thank you for being my sister. My brother Chad and Tyrese, who inspire me every day to be a better person in my walk with God, because you guys look up to me. May all of you, I love you, Claudia, Mendes, all of you. I'm so proud of the prayers you prayed for me and the support you give me as the extended family and as individuals who I really love. And I can't say, but not least, before I mention my wife, I want to say to my mother-in-law, Miss Sophia Wallace, I love you very much. I want to say thank you very much. I love you. And we have been through a lot together. And I love you, Sophia Wallace. Uh, you're very special to me. And uh, your sister, um, Cheryl Kennedy, and my auntie-in-law, very special to me. And I say to all of you, Pastor Lansenbeck, all of you, Pastor Balvin Braham at the Inter-American Division, thank you very much to Pastor Dr. Robert Wright and Pastor Lovell Spence. All of you, you know yourself. If your name is left out, Rochelle Nelson, all of you, you're part of my circle. Thank you for praying for me. And today, I'm where I'm at now because of the support you guys have given and have put it in me. I love you so much. My auntie and father, Cavell, I love you. And I love you, my support team. And finally, I say, my wife, Abigail, I must say, the greatest success behind my ministry that God has blessed me with is my wife. Truth be told, in my darkest hour and in my journey, my wife was always, I remember when we just started talking, we were girlfriend and boyfriend. She was there in the ministry, courting. She was there. And we never stopped praying. Married, and she's the one, she's like my mirror in helping me. How Whenever I make mistakes, whenever I do things, she'll be there for me. God worked a miracle how we met. And how we met, Dr. Clegan told me about her. And I tell you something, I was so excited when I met her at NCU, right at the student finance office. She was a nice, charming young lady. I was so brave, but she was determined. I only got her email address. That's the best I could get for a few weeks. But I was so determined until I said to her, I want to be a prior partner. She said, no, I don't want a male prior partner. I said, that's discrimination. I need to be a prior partner. She said, okay, okay, I'll give you my number. However, my schedule begins at four o'clock every morning. She said, we'll have devotion together and then a limited time for conversation because she would spend a lot of time in prayer. She would wake up from three o'clock in the morning. And so I said, well, I said, well, I'll wake up early too. So I wake up early for her at three o'clock in the morning. And when she's having her devotion, I said, okay, let's pray together too. So she was surprised that I would wake up so early in the morning to facilitate her schedule. But I love prayer. And I would wake up like four o'clock for prayer, but I wake up earlier for her. So we could pray and God begin to lead us. And I tell you something, my wife is one of the best experiences God has allowed to happen to me. And a part of the success of my journey in school at Oakwood University, in the ministry, traveling around the world, it has really been significantly my wife, Abigail Foster Miranda. Abigail, I love you, my darling. And Isabella, my daughter, both of you are my life. I love you. Just thinking about my wife and daughter alone, thinking about them alone, gives me courage and hope to continue. That's the power of God's grace. God not only transformed me, but he gave me a family and he gave me a ministry. And by the grace of God, my determination is to make heaven our own and earth made new to be our home by the grace of God. And so I thank God for these individuals and the role they play in my life, especially my beautiful wife, Abigail Miranda. Abby, my sugar pie. 
love you and thanks for praying for me always even when i give trouble thank you for praying for me i love you the audience could not see either could they hear because i purposely muted my microphone but i was just laughing when i listened to you sharing about those persons you want to give god thanks for because back home in jamaica many listeners would not understand but we have a program called greetings from across the world and you have sent greetings from across the world to a list of many persons and there are two things i must also say he did not have a script in front of him from memory he was able to mention all of those persons and if your name was not mentioned don't feel hurt because if you would mention everyone then this interview would not be over and as he spoke about his wife you could see you could hear it they say big men don't cry and he's just putting up a bold face because you could hear and see the tears forming in his eyes and i must also take the opportunity to say happy anniversary to you because just recently december 18th that is their wedding anniversary so it's fresh now my listeners my guest today is pastor billy miranda is an author and also international evangelist who has spread his wings across many countries across the world in the caribbean in north america in europe in africa he's also president of jesus is the way pro ministry and he's a ministerial theological student at oakwood university now pastor miranda just before you go what is your parting word for the listeners Well I want to say to all our listeners all young men who are listening to me right now inside your vehicle inside your home if you're walking and you listen to the radio right now Adventist World Radio you're listening right now to Upward Way program I want to say to you there's power in the blood of Jesus Jesus can change life there's power in his grace only one sin that one can't receive forgiveness for and that's the pardon of a sin every other sin can be forgiven no matter how guilty you feel no matter how cast away you are in the eyes of others i was a castaway i was a dream breaker i was a destructive person i was a drug addict i was wayward in the world they thought i would have never survived but i must say god intervened in my life he changed me he transformed my life and then god blessed me with a family and a ministry God have united myself and my father back together. Alaris Miranda, my father and I have a great relationship now. The same power of God that has transformed my life can change your life. And for those parents who are struggling over your young children, your sons, your daughters, some who may have been in the church but they have left and some who have not yet surrendered to Christ, there's hope for you. There's power in a mother's prayer. It took my mother almost four years in her prayer. Then God finally intervened in hearing her prayers. It may take you weeks, months, or even five, six years. But if you are consistent with your prayers and your sincere tears to God, He will deliver your sons and daughters. God is real. Jesus is real, and His desire is that none of us should perish, but all should come to eternal life. It is my hope and my prayer and my desire that all our listeners from all the different countries will understand that there is indeed a true and living God. He still rules in the affairs of men. I thank God for saving me. I thank Him for His power in my life. He can change your life. All you need to do this moment is to pause 
and said, Lord, take my heart. Give me a new heart. My desire is to serve you, is to know you. The Lord will reveal himself to you, and he will show you great and mighty things which thou knewest not. God bless you all. Thank you very much, Sir Marlon, and the entire team here in the studio in Japan. It is my honor, my privilege, my blessing to share with you. God can change. Greetings to you in Tokyo, in Japan, a great place to be in. God bless you all. Have a great Sunday. God bless. You've been in tuned to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. Subscribe to weekly episodes on the Apple, AWR, Loud Voice, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podcast Guru apps. You're also welcome to visit our Facebook page, click like, and leave a comment. Until then, I am Marlon Walter saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way Podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world. 